0: welcome back to our women of influence podcast um as always it is I your co-host miss Kara um, but we are just continuing forward in our my story series and haven't they just been so amazing ladies I know whether you're listening to this in your car or at your place of work that you're just like ah oh, I'm so thankful for this. They are good. Um, today, we are going to be talking about trust. As always, we assign our sessions or um, our interviews with one word. And today, we're going to be touching on trust. And even for some of you, as you hear me say that word right now, you're like, oh. This sounds terrible, but it's going to be so good. We have an incredible woman of influence here today in the studio. Her name is Miss Carolyn, and she is actually a teacher at Cal State Fullerton. Um, But she just has an amazing testimony and amazing story and how she was just able to really trust through all of the circumstances, but before we go into that, Miss Tammy, how are you this I'm morning? I'm so good.
1: I'm so good, Kara. Thank you so much again for being here in the studio. As you know, we've had a little preview of the story mm-hmm. that we're getting to share this morning, and it is a a very impactful and a very uh, powerful story. And you know, Kara, as you just said, trust is a hard word. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know that there's someone listening today that hasn't been hurt, that hasn't been abandoned, that hasn't been lied to, and the word trust is a hard word because some of us say, can I ever trust again? Yeah, I trusted at one time in my life and it led me down a very um, hurtful path. So I want to share with you a dear friend of mine. Carolyn, thank you so much for being in our studios today. And we're so excited to hear your story. And it's a very, I'm going to say a difficult story, but it ends well. Mm. And um, so thank you for being here.
2: Mm, You're welcome.
1: Well, let's begin a little bit with the background of your life. You, like a lot of us in the church, many of us, we grow up, uh, grew up in a, in a good home. Um, you found Christ at about, what, 18 yep. years old, 18 mm-hmm. years old? And on that journey, you loved God, you went to church, and you made a commitment and you vowed um, a, a commitment to God with your personal life. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Well, I just knew that God's command was to be celibate, that He really values marriage and the sanctity of it, so I made a vow to be celibate until I was married. And you know,
1: that in itself could be a whole podcast today because (laughs) you know, that really isn't what we're hearing today. Um, You know, I'm in the ministry, I'm in church, and I understand that, you know, young girls today are, you know, I really, I don't know that that's really what God meant for today. You know, really, He wants me to know if I can, if I'm fit with this guy. I'm going to live with this guy. We're going to see if it works. So the fact that you are willing to take God at His Word, and I believe that that is what the Word says. He, He values use marriage. It is a picture of the groom and the bride, um, and that Christ is the bride and the church. Uh, Christ is the groom and the bride is is the church. So um, I know that's what he wanted, and you made that vow in your life. So what happened? How long was it before you met the man of your dreams, and how long were you celibate before you met the man that you married? So I met my husband-to-be when I was 38 years old. Wow. 20 years later. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell tell us how hard that was.
2: Well, it was hard. (laughs) Yeah, it was hard. It was really hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I I guess I just understood. God helped me to understand what it meant. Yeah. You know, Kellyn, when, when
1: God shows us something and we have a deep conviction, it doesn't mean that temptation's not going to come along. I have convictions about things in my spirit, but temptations still come. But when the conviction is stronger than the temptation, I can push through. mm mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things in my life that I have deep convictions about. And as temptations come, it's just like the apple did to Eve. The temptation is there. The liar, the enemy, Satan, can come and try to tempt me. But I can look at him. When my conviction is strong and steady in the Word of God, and I have a faith and a prayer life with God, I can say no to that temptation a lot easier when my conviction's strong. And that's, that's the story of you. You were able to say no. But then here comes Mr. Wonderful along. Uh, 20 years later, you're 38 years old. Uh, you get married, and life seems wonderful, I guess. Is that the story for you?
2: Well, it was really exciting, um, but it was a difficult marriage. He was very difficult, and I have to say I probably had a lot of issues myself. Um, so it was it was a hard marriage. Yeah, and um, you then have
1: two children. Two children come along, and you're juggling being a mom, you're juggling having two children, and juggling the fact, as you told me, that the marriage wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. Tell That's me a little right.
2: bit about that. Well, uh, he, he was. Uh, he's a very dynamic person, and he always has to be doing exciting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, we would have hunt fundraisers for our church and raise two thousand dollars for a dinner for ten. Yeah. So we were always doing things like that—busy, yeah. exciting, fun. Um. But at the same time. Even though I believed completely that he was a Christian when I married him, once we got married, he wouldn't go to church with me, he wasn't interested in prayer or reading the Bible or Mm -hmm. any of the Christian disciplines that are so important. And so it became a a really lonely time of trying to get little children to go to church, moving from church to church, nothing felt quite right. Um, and then maybe I'd say about 10 years ago, a friend invited us to a very um, spirit-filled evangelical Catholic church, and we he liked it, mm-hmm. and we started going. Mm-hmm. And we went every Sunday, and we joined groups, and we were really immersed. And I just thought, God is abundantly blessing me. This yeah. is just the most incredible thing. I mean, we're all going to church. My, my husband, my children, myself, we're involved. We have great relationships. Uh, but then um, he started to pull back, and it was very strange. I, you know, At first, you don't quite realize what's going on. Um, and then finally, the last year we were married, he pretty much refused to speak to me. Okay. And he kept threatening that he was going to kill himself. And in front of the kids, he would say, I hate God. Um, and it was really tough. Okay, let me just ask a really hard question now.
1: Here, you made a commitment to keep yourself pure because God commanded that in his Bible and his word for you, and you did. And then you find the man that you believe is a believer, the man that's going to complete you, the man that's going to, to raise children with you and have a life with you, and he starts pulling away. And he starts saying he doesn't even believe in God, and he, he's spiraling down. And from what I've heard from the story, he's, he's full of himself. Everything has to be exciting and fun, and you can't fulfill that anymore. The children can't fulfill that. And he goes out and he's looking for more. And I have to say, I'm sure in my mind, I would be saying, God, where are you? I made a commitment to you. Where are you? But what began to happen in your life is you began spiraling down through depression and discouragement and probably
2: questioning God. And, and then he comes to you one day and he tells you what? He said, I've decided I'm gay and I want a divorce and I hope that I can find a man and get married within the year. Yeah. And what were your thoughts? Uh, shock. I went into complete shock. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even think at first. Yeah. Uh, but then, then it was just like falling into the abyss. You know, It right. was just pretty dark. And at the same time, you find out that your father's ill. Yeah. Three weeks later, I found out my father, who I was really close to, uh, had terminal cancer. Yeah. And then what happens to your father? So I found out he had cancer in November of 2011. He passed away in August of 2012. And then completely out of the blue, my mother died three months later. Okay. So your husband tells you
1: he's gay and wants a divorce. Your father passes away. Your mother passes away. And you are trying to function at home with two children, trying to work and trying to figure out what just happened to my world. Tell me what your life was like.
2: It was tough. Um, It was really tough. A lot of days I didn't get out of bed. um, And that's even harder when you have children who are also going through trauma. Um, And I wasn't, you know, I I have to say, honestly, I wasn't there for them a lot. Um, And one day I remember very clearly uh, I just couldn't breathe. And... I called my friend. I said, I can't make a grocery list. Would you please help me? Help me make a list and go to the store, and I need to cook. And she spent all day. It was a Sunday. She went to the store for me. We cooked. We made four or five meals so that I could feed my kids that week. Yeah. Um, depression is crippling
1: Depression is crippling, and I, wanna, I wanted us to be real and vulnerable, and I don't want to hide what you're feeling and you felt because women in the church, women in the world, women in our culture are dealing with depression um, like never before. The enemy wants to rob, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill us. He wants to depress us and discourage us. And I love your story because you talked about how this woman came over, and she said, we won't let you fail. We won't let you fail. And there are days um, I've dealt with women who can't get out of bed, and I had to be their hands and feet. I had to watch their children. I had to get their kids in the car and take them to school. I had to pack kids' lunches. And if if we can't be women of influence, that really just—I I love what just happened because if you're not watching in our studio, you don't know. But. As Carolyn began to tell our story and the tears ran down her face, our co-host Kara slipped across the couch and put her arm around her, because that's what life is about, is doing life together. And yours is a real story that's not fair. It's not fair that a man can't figure his life out. and he, God forbid, on your husband's part, he's going through his own issues. And I feel for him, a man that can't find happiness or find place or identity or, or, or he's struggling with his gender, and it's happening in our world. Young girls are struggling with, with I- their identity and their gender identity. And it's happening in our world, and you were a victim of it. But let me ask you, what did you do?
2: What got you out of bed? How did you begin to survive? Well, the first thing I have to say is not uh, is actually part of the difficulty, the challenge. Um, In my whole Christian life, when I turned to God, when I was in pain or scared, I could feel His presence immediately. Um, In this period for two years, I never could feel Him. Um, But the thing that held me was I knew my Bible and I just thank God that I knew my Bible and I knew that God doesn't change. So, if God doesn't change, has never changed, will never change, then it was on my side. Mm. And that one truth was enough to keep me hanging on. And the the picture I always had in my mind was I was hanging on with one hand at the end of a rope. Mm. But I knew that's all I had to do, that's just okay. hang on. And I just had to trust. Yeah. And my girlfriend said, I asked once, is there sin in my life? Why can't I feel God? And they said, Carolyn, you just trust God, and we will drag you through. So when people ask me, how'd you get through it, I say, God and my girlfriends. That's so good. That's so good. And then you took action.
1: Um, You knew that you needed possibly just really people to pray over you, and you made your way up to Bethel, up in Reading, and went through their Sozo healing ministry. And tell us a little bit about how you just really
2: found healing through that. So what happened was ever so slowly, you know, the darkness began to fade just a little. Uh, I was able to get a full-time job at Cal State Fullerton. I'd been working there part-time, and so that was God's grace. Mm. Uh, But here it comes. I'm supposed to go back to work in the fall, and I had been feeling stronger and stronger. And then the only way I can describe it is all of a sudden I felt like a tsunami was coming at me. And it was two years ago this month. So I'm just two, three weeks away from full-time work, and I just know it's going to take me out. And I have a girlfriend. she and her husband had moved to Bethel uh, to be at Bethel, and I didn't know anything about Bethel. And she said, "Come up, just fly up and just spend a few days, and we'll go to Bethel every day, and you can and, and call ahead and go to Sozo prayer, healing prayer, which I didn't know anything about, and I did. So I did two days. And uh, the depression was broken. Amen.
1: Okay. Amen.
2: And I had a word of God which I'd never had before. I was a bird. I was, I started to fly and I was this huge eagle with like a 10 foot mm. wingspan. I started to lift up and all of a sudden I crashed to the ground. And I looked down, I had these huge manacles on my feet. But as I looked down, they shattered. And then again, I spread my wings, and I rose up, and I just started to soar. And I looked back, and I smiled, and I just took off. Oh, my gosh. And that's such a beautiful picture. And it was
1: God's picture for you. It was God's prophecy for you. It was God's um, encouragement for you that it was time now to get out of bed and to soar with wings like eagles. And, you know, Carolyn, what I love is that this was only two years ago. Mm And yet, I didn't know anything about your story. You are a part of our ministry here, Women of Influence. You are a leader. You are a greeter in our church. You come every Sunday with a smile on your face. You minister to other people. You bring people into your home. Um, and when I sat down with you one day, I said, so what's your story? And you told me the story. And to be honest with you, I would have never guessed it because you're, you look so whole, you know, you're a leader, you're a minister. And, and so what I really want to talk about in the conclusion of our podcast is um, when God, you know, Pastor Phil, our, our pastor here at Influence Church, said something this week, and it was so good. He said, you can experience healing and not experience wholeness. And it was the story of the 10 lepers, how, how they came and they had leprosy and they were healed, but only one came back. And then Jesus said, go and be made whole right? Because we can be healed and not whole. What I see with you is you're healed and you're whole, because Amen. now you're ministering to other people. And for those of you who are listening and you've received healing, maybe you've been healed from something physical or emotional or spiritual, but you haven't been made whole. Let me ask you, as a woman of influence, how in the world can you empower women? How do you empower women to understand wholeness? And how has He made you
2: whole, not just healed you? So when I see a woman who's struggling with depression or anxiety, as you can imagine, I sense it so powerfully. And uh, my compassion is instant. Um, So I'm able to reach out to them uh, and try to interact with them and ask them about their life. Um, And I've been able to come alongside a couple women uh, who were struggling with depression and anxiety, and I also know now that healing prayer is so important. If I had not had healing prayer, I I would I couldn't have broken through. Yeah, and so um, I know the power of prayer, Amen. and I believe in the power of prayer, yeah. and I believe in healing. Yeah,
1: well, you know, here at Women of Influence. Um, we really believe that we are called to empower, equip, and educate women to be all God created them to be. And you've touched on that today. We, our word was trust and how you can trust again in a good mm-hmm. God and a loving God. And something that really has marked us as the DNA of this church is prayer. We've mm-hmm. seen miracles. And and you know I'm a prayer walker. I believe in it. So <laughs> yeah. I just want to encourage those that are listening today that I believe that when that God breaks the yoke, and it is His time, why Carolyn had to go two years without feeling really the power... the presence of God. He was there all along. He hadn't moved. Her depression had taken over. But the God of the universe does break the yoke. The God of the universe heals. He is our Jehovah Rapha. He is waiting to heal you. You may be, your story has been that you have been abandoned. I believe there is a spirit of abandonment in our culture today. Children feel abandoned. Marriages are abandoned. Um, There's just a spirit of abandonment. And we believe in praying over the strong man. We believe in breaking those, those cords of the strong man that would try to keep keep you bound. And I just want to pray in Jesus' name, anyone that's listening right now that is feeling far from God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would just pray and have those cords broken and that you would be able to trust in a good, good Father that loves you and wants to pull you back through and that you have an experience where the Almighty God is showing you your wingspan and you are meant to soar with wings as eagles. Wow, this was so good. Well, this has been an amazing, amazing story, and it's we're so wonderful. grateful to have Carolyn in our studio. Just, God, what did God say to you through this
0: story? Um, I love I love the vision that you had with eagles, because actually my, I guess my favorite Bible verse is Isaiah 40, 30, and it says, Even the young man will grow tired and weary, um, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength, and they'll rise on wings like eagles. And... Um, it's just so good. It's like trust really is a hard thing, but I think what makes it difficult is that we, we humanize our God because I wasn't able to trust my dad or I wasn't able to trust my spouse or I wasn't able to trust the people that were meant to protect me. That means I can't trust God right? because the only experience I've ever had with trust is complete failure and letdown. Um, But once we realize, like, all of God's promises are true and they're good, and you may be listening and thinking to yourself, like, what exactly is God's promise for me, for uh, my life, for my purpose? And the only thing that I can tell you is you just crack open a Bible. Yes. If you don't have one, you can come visit us here at Influence Church, and we have tons on hand that you can kind of dive into. Um, But... It's the first step is wrapping your head around the idea that Word God's God. promises are always good, regardless of what they are. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for just being open and vulnerable. I know, I know it's difficult, but before we started the actual podcast session, and we were praying. It was all I kept on hearing is that there's an entire nation waiting to hear your voice, Carolyn. And for you women that are listening that may have a similar story as Carolyn, where you've just been abandoned and your trust is shattered, there's an entire nation that's waiting to hear your voice because your story is the only thing that's going to open up hearts to the idea of who our Heavenly Father is and how good He really is. So I'm just... I'm so encouraged because I'm sure there's tons of women that are listening right now, they're like, Yes, Carolyn, you're my spirit animal, and I get it um but it was just so good, Pastor Tammy, it was so amazing, it's so good. it's been a good day. thank you again well. You know, again, we're so
1: grateful that you're here. We pray that you'll just check us out, womenofinfluence.today. If you live in the Anaheim Hills area of California, uh, come visit us. If you don't move here, it's a great place to live. Uh, (laughs) But we love it. God's doing great things here at Influence Church and with Women of Influence. And we'd love to hear your story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shoot us an email at womenofinfluence.today. Check us out on our Facebook page and Instagram and all of our social media. And until next time, we pray that you have a blessed day. And thanks for joining us with Women of Influence.